Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. In today's episode, we're going to talk about your personal brand, why you need it, and we're going to debunk some of the myths around it so that you can get busy starting to create it. Well, I just got back from an awesome weekend in Telluride, Colorado. If you've never been to Telluride, Colorado, it's well worth the trip. A little bit hard to get to. It uh, takes a few flight changes to get to. Uh, you fly into a little city called Montrose. But anyway, it's just a beautiful scene. The uh, the Rockies are right there. Uh, it, it's just, uh, it's you know, it's like taking a picture of something and then showing it to somebody. And they say, oh, that's pretty nice. But you can't capture it unless you're really there. My youngest daughter, Kara, got married. I actually put a, a video, kind of a touching video on LinkedIn. So if you haven't... Uh, Connect with me on LinkedIn, do that, and you'll be able to see it. It's a little 10-second video of the first look when the father gets a chance to see the bride for the first time, and that's always always very touching when the bride is your daughter. So anyway, congratulations to my daughter, Kara, and to her new husband, Cody. Anyway, uh, I was thinking, uh, I had a lot of thought time. You know, when you fly and you're in the airport, I've been in airports and on uh, flights for the in the last 10 days, probably more than I have for two or three years. Flew to LA for a program with a great client out there and then uh, to the wedding. And I had a lot of time in the air. And of course, when that uh, altitude gets above, we get above 30,000 feet, your brain starts to work with ideas. And that's what happened to me. And one of the ideas that came to me was uh, the the thought of personal branding. And you know, I've talked about personal branding off and on over the years. I really believe it's essential that we all uh, create our personal brand. Actually, not create it because it already is who we are. But sometimes I think there's a misconception about it. So I want to debunk some of those myths today. Now, I will tell you this. This is this personal brand thing is not for everybody. It really isn't. I'm, I'm not saying that you sh- you can't do some things with your personal brand, whether you're looking for a new job. I definitely think that's going to uh, be important. But what we're going to be talking about today is personal brand in the sales process. If you're a business-to-business seller and you have some leeway to create something that's different than the person, the brand of the company, then this is for you. This is not for a person who sells SaaS products, who's sitting back in a fluorescent lit room, hammering out cold calls a fit 100 a day. That's not what this is for. This is for the higher end sales professional probably earning 150 100 150 to 200 a year or more who whose expertise really plays into whether they attract customers or not okay so that's the point here today so my first first issue is this i think we need to define what a personal brand is and I've gone back and forth on this, i got to be honest with you, because I know that a lot of people talk about it, 
a lot of people like me, not so many trainers and coaches, though, I find, but there's a whole wing of professional development known as personal branding. Unfortunately, the way that wing works is it's all for coaches and consultants and speakers and people who are thought leaders already in their industry. And I don't think that's the only place for personal brand. So I've redefined it here so that it might fit you. So you listen to what I, how I define it, and then you tell me if it, if it fits who you are and what you want to accomplish. Personal branding is the deep understanding of who you are, what you stand for and against, and how to give that information and knowledge voice to your audience. So there's three components to that, who you are, what you stand for and against. So really understanding that about yourself and then deciding how am I going to give voice to that out into my audience. And ultimately, it is about how are you going to have impact in your market in a way that will lead to revenue for you. And one thing I know we talk about a lot is what is your intent? Is your intent to build your personal brand just so you can make a lot more money? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's a bad intent as long as it's on the table. But I also think your intention should be should hover around uh, what can I do to help my customer to educate them? How is them having a relationship with me and my brand going to be helpful in their life? And that's really an important question. And if it doesn't, if it's if it's of no value to them to read an article that you might have written or watch a video you might have produced, if it's of no value, then your brand isn't of much value. So I like the idea of of impact. How are you going to impact your audience? And then how is the audience going to reply to you, set up a meeting, those kinds of things? So I want to talk about today uh, five elements that I think are essential for your personal brand. And I think as you start to hear these, you'll start to get some sense of, oh, okay, well, that's that's a little bit different what Bill's talking about today than in the past. So I, I can accept that. So here's number one. Clarity of the problems you solve. Clarity of the problems you solve. What what are the problems that you really solve by doing what you do, by being who you are? Uh, what, what are the problems that a company would hire you, pay you, pay your company to come in and solve? I think a clarity around those is critical because at some point you're going to be messaging this. And if you don't understand what it is, then your messaging is going to be all over the place or your messaging is going to get back to who, what I do and why I'm so awesome. And that's not really a good personal brand approach. A better personal brand approach is to say, hey, I have a problem for people who are in this situation, in this condition, in this circumstance. If you are in this circumstance where you are unhappy with A, B or C, then I might be able to help. Do you see how clear that is? If you can be crystal clear about who you solve the problem for and what kind of problem they might have that you would solve, do you see how clear your brand can get? The second element is a stand for or against story. So we all hear all day long about how important it is to tell stories. And I don't disagree with that, but I don't think we've really been given the framework. Well, what are the stories that are important? There is your story of how you came to be in this industry and why it's important to you and how you got here. I think that's a legitimate story that a new prospect needs to hear. If they're going to work with you or consider working with you, it's kind of nice to know who am I working with here? What's this dude's about? What's this guy or or lady about? 
But the stand for or against story is the idea of what really bugs you, what really burdens you about your customers who have problems that you haven't been able to solve yet. So the idea with this is to come up with a story that actually happened. It's got to be a real story. Now, you can enhance it a little bit based on uh, which story it is, but where someone came to you and they were struggling and they were kind of at the end of their rope, they really weren't sure what the next move was. They'd tried things to solve the problem before. Those things had not worked. And finally, they showed up in your world and they were exasperated, exhausted by the search of the, of the solution. And what happened and what you did and how you brought them along and how you guided them. That's a stand for and against story. And the idea of what you're standing for there is you're standing for people who come to you wanting to solve this problem. You stand against the problem that they're bringing you. So you and the customer now are lined up on the same side of the desk against the problem. And that's a much more powerful brand position to have versus you just talking about how great you are. So the first part of the framework is understanding the problems you solve. The second is your stand for and against story. The third part is just your general ideas. And and this is a good way just to brainstorm a little bit. What are your general ideas about your business, about your value, about the problems that people have, about the misconceptions that maybe prospects have about the world that you inhabit, um, let's say you're selling accounting services and the, the misconception is that accountants only do taxes and audits and you're in the business of doing a whole lot more than that, like business planning and things like that. So you've got to break down that misconception. And so that would be an idea. So think about trends, misconceptions, mistakes people make, or just ideas on how to do things better. Chances are, if you've been in the business for a period of time, you have seen things that people do in error and you'd like to fix those. So my recommendation there is just start a little folder on your phone and just come up with some ideas, some some things that you, and maybe some of these are counterintuitive ideas. I've got a whole note page on my phone with counterintuitive things people have thought for so long about sales and achievement and discipline and all those categories that you hear me talk about on the podcast here. And I've just got a counterintuitive idea stream flowing so that when I want to come up with a topic for the podcast, you've probably heard some of these. I will, from this point on, reference when they're counterintuitive, but just things that I disagree with, with the way most people do things in in the coaching and training world. So that's another way that you can think about the ideas of your world. Step four is a process or a framework or something unique that you take people through when you first start talking to them. So it could be some type of an assessment. It could be some type of a framework for a solution. Uh, It could be like in our uh, High Achievers program, I've got the five uh, M's of achievement. It's the mindset, really understanding the kind of mindset you're going to need to advance in your career and to generate more revenue and income. Number two is the map. Where are you going Are you clear about where you're going and how you're going to get there? Number three is the message, which is the the whole idea of how do you display and declare your message to the market, Uh, marketing and branding. There's methods in there. There's five M. So those are the elements that I go through when I do a webinar where I'm in the process of populating one of my new groups. So that's a unique branded solution. So think about it for your world. And again, don't get too crazy with this and think you've got to spend $10,000 on design elements. You don't. But it it does make sense to have some kind of a 
a, a branded process or framework so that you can explain it to the customer and it looks like a thing. It's not just something you came up with on the way to the appointment. It's something that you have sunk a time into and is really uh, important for them to follow. So if you have a framework for either the sales process or the solution process, either one is fine. I kind of like both, but either one is fine. But you need some kind of a framework. People think in terms of pictures. And if you can give people a picture of what it looks like to work with you, that's going to really help your brand in the market. The fifth and final element of this framework that I'm sharing with you today is documented knowledge or documented expertise. I was at a program here a few weeks ago, and it was one of the first ones we did in person. And a very nice young man came up to me uh, during the break and said, hey, Bill, you know, I don't feel like I have enough content to develop a personal brand because we were talking in the program about how important it was to develop one. And he said, you know, I, I think it's a great idea, but I'm not sure what I know. Well, turns out he'd been in the business for 10, 12 years and he had a ton of expertise and knowledge. I mean, he literally could take the product and, and change a customer's business, transform their business by the products they sell single handedly. But he didn't see that. And I think that's what happens to a lot of us. We are so close to our value because we live it every day. We never take, a t take time to step away and say, what is it that I know? What is my knowledge base? What is my expertise? And so I would encourage you to, again, I know I told you to start a folder, a file earlier. Do the same thing for this. What do you know? Start to document what are your accomplishments. And I'm not talking about you, know, you were salesperson of the year and five years running. Okay, that's great. That's not really helping the customer that much, even though I think the experience of doing that is probably helpful for the customer. That's not what I'm talking about, knowledge and expertise. I'm talking about when it comes to solving problems for your prospects and clients. What do you know how to do? What are you really good at? What kind of knowledge have you gained over the years that has served your customers now and going into the future? What have you learned about the business that maybe you, you learned it because of your perspective that nobody else is learning? So this idea of knowledge and expertise is great, but document it. Is it documented anywhere? Is there a bullet-pointed list of the 15 things you've accomplished over the last uh, 10 years specific to a customer or to a problem or to the mission of helping people solve problems and, and make it to their goals? If you've taken classes that help you guide the customer through on their journey to the solution, that's good too. But it can't just be, I, I completed my MBA. It's got to be more, okay, I completed my MBA. And because of that, here's the three things. Here are the three things that I think I can help customers with because of that. So I hope those five elements of personal branding framework change your impression of what personal branding is. It's not just shooting videos, although that may be part of it. It's not doing a podcast, although that may be part of it. It's uh, not just putting yourself out there, one of my least favorite but uh, very common phrases. Well, yeah, I want you to put yourself out there, but I want you to have a clear, cohesive, cogent message when you do that. And that's what this uh, part was about today. So I hope that helps you. Give me a, a shout if you want to talk more about this personal branding. And if you're interested in our High Achiever Mentoring Program, where we spend a lot of time on personal branding, how it can improve your income, you can go to BillKasky.com. There should be uh, an appointment calendar there at the very top. Love to have a chat with you about that. See you next time. Bye.